There's evidence showing that some people who are fat um, are lacking certain bacteria and people who are really lean have other types of bacteria and they've switched mice using fe fecal implants and things like that and seeing completely different changes in their blood sugar. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body and lifestyle. Hi friends, sometimes we have a guest on the show who is so popular that I absolutely just have to get them back. And Wade Lightheart is one of those people. He was so popular when he came about a year ago to talk about optimizing digestion and the use of digestive enzymes and his amazing supplement company, Bioptimizers. I love all of their products. Um, and he was such a popular guest that I had to get him back on the show. And today we're going to be talking all about blood sugar management. And it's really interesting because it's something that I personally really struggle with. Um, many of you that know my story will know that by sort of my late 20s, I had PCOS and I was on metformin, um, which I really struggled with. Um, it's not the easiest drug to take on digestion. Many people do take it for longevity. Um, but it was something I, I couldn't manage. And so I actually then, while still practicing as a lawyer, taught myself how to really manage my blood sugar. And we didn't have continuous blood glucose monitors and things or genetic testing uh, back then. But I have since looked at both of those things and I am genetically very sensitive to carbohydrates. And goodness knows, I guess, what effect my gut bacteria have, because that's something we're learning more and more about. And Wade is actually doing a tremendous amount of research into at the moment with his team um, over in Bosnia. And you'll hear about this um, in this episode as we get chatting in relation to how the microbiome is affecting blood sugar management. So that's very, very interesting. But before we dive into the episode with Wade, I wanted to share with you some blood sugar monitoring that I'd done recently and that's quite interesting. And what I found is that, as you would expect, when you add fats or protein to the carbohydrates that you consume, you get a much more moderate response to blood sugar. But I think what was really surprising, and you may have seen me share this on Instagram, was the experimentation that I did with one of my major weaknesses, which is sourdough bread. And so I experimented having sourdough with uh, another kind of little addiction I have, which is peanut butter. And I even had butter and peanut butter on this sourdough toast. Uh, it was just one piece. And my blood sugar shot up to over 10 really, really quickly. And then, and then fell quite quickly as well. So the next day I decided to experiment and see, well, what if I remove the peanut butter, which obviously wasn't enough protein to really satiate me and offset some of the, um, blood sugar kind of spike. What if I swap that out and I have some eggs with the sourdough and repeat the experiment again with the butter on the, on the sourdough as well. And on that occasion, my blood sugar jumped up to 7.5. So not quite as bad. But what was really interesting was when I then the next day decided to keep the eggs, lose the sourdough, sadly, completely, and swap it out for some bacon and some avocado. And that kept it very stable. It didn't move over, I think, 5.8. Um, so it's really interesting. You can have a look at my um, Instagram post a, a week or two ago um, to find that. And you'll actually be able to see the screenshots that I took of my blood sugar management. But what's also really interesting is that Bioptimizers have brought out a brand new um, blood sugar management product called Blood Sugar Breakthrough. And they've literally put kind of everything into this that will help you um, manage your blood sugar, including things like bitter melon extract, uh, InnoSlim, alpha lipoic acid and also some B propolis and chromium among other things and Wade is actually going to talk to us about that today and and this uh, product actually helps to increase blood sugar uptake into the muscles rather than fat cells which is what we all want and has been shown to improve exercise performance and muscle gain while stabilizing and promoting healthy blood sugar levels and improving carb metabolism. Um, it also uh, neutralizes oxidative damage from high blood glucose and can help to support weight loss efforts when you combine that with the right diet and exercise. So it's not a magic pill that you can just kind of sit on the sofa watching Netflix, uh, eating pizza and uh, popcorn and ice cream and expect everything to be fine. But it is, as with all supplements, when you get the exercise and your nutrition and your lifestyle and your sleep and everything, 
everything else on point, this can really help, particularly for someone like myself who struggles with blood sugar management. So he's going to be talking to us about that today and also some exciting developments, as I say, in relation to his research on optimizing the microbiome. Um, he's also getting in really good shape to compete again. So um, really interesting. He is a former Mr. Universe competitor um, and has done it in a very, very healthy way. Uh, he's in better shape than ever before, as he explains on this podcast. And so it's a wide ranging interview. It's always fun chatting to Wade. I've been on his show as well. Um, so without any more delay, let me introduce you now to Wade. And just to let you know as well, that if you want to try Blood Sugar Breakthrough or any of their other products, including their magnesium, which is also awesome. It's something I take every night. Um, then you can head over to bioptimizers.com forward slash Angela. And if you enter code Angela10, you will get a 10% discount at checkout. But let me now introduce you to Wade. So I'm really thrilled to have Wade Lightheart with me today. He is a second time guest on the show. We had a really fun interview last time. And today we're going to be talking all about blood sugar regulation, which is very apt actually, uh, Wade, at the moment, because I'm wearing a continuous blood sugar monitor. So we can, yeah, I'm excited to dive in today and awesome to have you back on the show. Welcome. Thanks for, it's always a delight to get on the call. And I, this must be UK week. I've got all these interviews for, coming from the UK. This was uh, chatting with Tim Gray yesterday. So it's great to be here. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I think you guys were live on Instagram. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Also a guest of this show. So, um, all right. Amazing. So you have this new supplement. Now I love pretty much everything by Bioptimizers because your products are super high quality and they work, which I think is one of the most important things. Um, blood sugar regulation is becoming really popular, right? For a long time, it was just something that was considered by first type one diabetics and then type two diabetics. And now actually the general population is starting to realize that they need to pay attention. And long before you get something like type two diabetes, you can actually look at your market and begin to control them. And, you know, in my experience, from the research I've been reading, we need to control blood sugar and we need to keep inflammation at bay for us to really optimize for longevity. Those are two really key things. Um, the supplement that you've created is really interesting because it has very specific ingredients that can help to bring blood glucose down. Is that right? Without relying too much on insulin production to do that. Can you explain a bit more about how it works? Yeah. And just to echo what you suggested, there's a good amount of evidence that says that blood sugar dysregulation is so rampant in the population, about a third of the population is pre-diabetic and people go, oh, well, they have insulin for diabetes. Well, what they're not talking about is the collateral damage, the leading to cholesterol, uh, which is heart disease, the number one killer. It's also the nutrient sugar is what feeds cancer cells cancer being the mm. second thing that kills people. And third is of course, diabetes and diabetes related uh, complications. So I would argue, and I think there's enough evidence and most of the, the top minds in the industry are suggesting blood sugar dysregulation is actually contributing to the top three diseases. And of course, fourth is medical air from the pharmaceutical contraindications that you took for the other three cases. Mm. So, um, this is the challenge so of the modern person. We as a species evolved to eat natural whole foods throughout years. And then with the rapid industrialization and technical innovations of society, mass farming, um, you know, fertilization, chemicalization, uh, hybridization, genetic modification, all these occasions have led to very quick, um, fast digesting foods that have a high sugar content that dysregulates blood sugar. And the consequences for people are huge. And so when we looked at blood sugar, there's a lot of really the success that you're going to have on any diet. So we're writing a book right now. It's going to come out next year. We're in a bidding war between some publishing houses the success of any diet, I don't care if it's keto, I don't care if it's a vegan diet, I don't care if it's carnivore, I don't care if it's paleo, whatever it happens to be, primarily rests upon the person being able to consistently keep their blood sugar range in a healthy model. Now that would vary based on genetics and epigenetics, methylation, and all these things that people talk about when you get a functional medicine practitioner who can help you guide through it. 
But the easiest way to determine that is do exactly what you're doing, Angela, and that is put a continuous glucose monitor on your body and get real-time data points. Mm -hmm. um, the standard for testing, if people want to go one step forward, is the HOMO IR test, which regulates or, re or excuse me, monitors both glucose and insulin response and is probably one of the standard state of the art to see if you're, you know, if you want to go that, that route. And I would say do both. Mm. So here's the deal. Um, there's three areas that you've got to concentrate on. Most people just think of blood sugar and continuous glucose. So there's insulin sensitivity, glucose transport, and glucose disposal agents, which relate to glycolytic pathways, which is the pathways. Insulin is the most anabolic hormone in the body. Most people think it's testosterone. Not true. In fact, bodybuilders, which is my old background, were very hypervigilant about the manipulation of blood sugar to create, to grow muscle mass and to lose body fat. In other words, if you're trying to get bigger and stronger or generate more growth in the body, you would combine um, proteins with relatively fast digesting carbohydrates. Mm. So you would get an insulin boost to drive the aminos into the muscle. And it works no. super well, right? I did this many years, like I'd say over 10 years ago before I really got into health optimization and I was trying to get back my figure back after my first two children. I used to do this with my trainer and we would use fast burning carbs, as you say, with protein deliberately to spike my blood sugar. And I could put on a lot of muscle and got super lean and trim very, very quickly. Correct. Now, then if you're, but if you're, you know, an ordinary person looking at their health, you probably want to limit the amount of insulin being released mm. and keep within a very narrow range so that you become a fat metabolizer. Okay. Now what's going to happen going back to my earlier statements, when you're regulating your own dietary processes is there's no set amount of responses to individuals. So in other words, you can give one person a straight black coffee. You think oh, that's not going to cause an insulin. Their insulin goes through the roof. Another person has a straight black coffee and all it does is help them metabolize fats. Mm. And, and you'll see the variance, which is huge amongst individuals. Now, why? Again, going back to those things, one insulin sensitivity, glucose transport, glucose disposal agents. One of those pathway, all three of those pathways need to work properly. And if you have one that's off, depending on the food that you consume, depending on when you consume it, the, the level of stress in your body, time, all those things are going to contribute to the response that you have, what you stack food with. And, you know, there was all these, uh, you know, blood sugar indexes of food, you know, that, that would come out and it was based on 50 grams of carbohydrates taken all that data is frankly garbage. So for example, if you look at like glycemic index, ice cream is low glycemic and carrots are high glycemic index. So people say, well, you'll get fat eating carrots. No, you won't. There has never been a person in the history of the world that got fat eating carrots and vegetables and things like that. It's not, not going to mm -hmm. happen. Um, is there people that got fat from eating ice cream? <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Right? So it's, 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 so those old measures that people kind of built standards from or went from diabetes or pre-diabetic kind of following were very misleading and I think created more problems than not. Um, so we looked at it and re recognized through all of our research that we would find that there was a variety of things that would be damaged in some people are not active and people are not optimized for people. And many of those things can come back if you follow a solid diet for a period of time. And, and I wanna be clear here, you cannot supplement your way out of the bad lifestyle, nor can the best lifestyle uh, in the world not be enhanced by the right supplements for you. Mm -hmm. So it, there's, there's, we're dealing with the spectrum here. What we did is we started looking at all of the agents with heads, which had scientific research to prove that would work on these three pathways. And we said, well, almost all the blood sugar regulations are hitting either one of these pathways. There was a couple that were doing two, none were doing all three. 
And very few were using kind of what I would say would be the kind of quality of ingredients. Now that drives up price point, but we want effectiveness. So we have a testing team and we all wear continuous glucose monitors and we all have different diets and we all are different ages and sexes and races. And we've got a really good mix with our testing team. And we started testing all of these ingredients independently. And then what we did is we broke it down into families, which we tested for several months. We were all wearing, we started actually pricking our fingers and everybody wanted to quit after a month. So we had to start using continuous glucose monitors. <laughs> no <Sorry>. surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, pricking your finger like a half a dozen times a day or whatever got very, very tiring and no one could touch their keyboard anymore. So uh, CGMs, that's the continuous glucose monitor. Those, those are great. So what we did is we said, okay, we need to, we need to activate these nine different components. Uh, activating AMPK, adiponectin, insulin mimetics, things that mimic mimic insulin, um, mitochondrial factor or functions and thermogenesis is stuff that reduces the inflammation and oxidative stress because sugar or poor blood sugar response creates an oxidative stress. It has to do with the way the electrons or, and positrons get distributed, increase, um, things that increase glucose uptake. So that's glut four expression, which is a big deal because you all know those people that seem to be able to just eat sugar and stay lean. Well, they mm -hmm. usually have a good glut for expression and those mm -hmm. who don't, you know, they, they look at a donut and get fat, uh, inhibiting carbohydrate digestion absorption in the gut. So that's another piece. Um, you know, some people absorb better or not absorb better, and that's going to determine your blood sugar response and then increasing glucagon like peptide one. Okay. So glucagon is what helps fat metabolic that's what's released if you're in a fat burning state and glucagon becomes the primary uh, catalyst of of energy production and then increasing and activating what's called uh, ppara alpha and ppar gamma so what are the ingredients that do all that sort of stuff right how do we improve our insulin sensitivity and how do we get our glucose disposal agents and then how could that potentially deal with weight loss so first item you want me to go through the list of things that we put into this so you can kind of understand how we so i just wanted to give you the background yeah i want to well, i guess yeah i want to understand how it can help people because even people that are you know very careful with their blood sugar right like myself so i know for example that i do have a lot of these genes that raise my blood sugar more easily i've seen that when i've tested it so for example like if you talking about carrot there as soon as you remove the fiber if you give me and me a celery and carrot juice and you give it to my husband my blood sugar is going to spike way quicker right and i used to have insulin resistance pcos even though i've always been lean and i think that's the thing that can be misleading as well is people can yeah. have these as you were saying right these genetic predispositions and things can be going on in their body that aren't obvious because i have never really been storing fat but also like, uh, you know, when I was looking this morning with caffeine, so I can see that as soon as I have my black coffee, my blood sugar goes. Now it's still within a good range, but it's spiking and that's maybe more than somewhere else, someone else. So I think the listeners of this podcast are always looking to get the edge. So they're going to be super interested in alongside all of the things they're doing. How might this help them for the odd indulgence, but also just in normal life when they're doing something that, you know, could actually be considered healthy like that juice, but for certain individuals can spike their blood glucose a bit too much. Absolutely. And that's, that's where the CGM is really, really critical to really monitor how your diet is actually working mm. for you. Right. And what things are going to spike it. And then where we, one of the things that we like to do is you know, we use this as an interventionary tool. So maybe you're in a situation where you know you're probably going to go into the danger zone. It's a social occasion. It's a restaurant. It's a family event. It's a something, a birthday. Here's where you can mitigate some of the consequences um, in those really tough conditions, as well, you know, or, or those conditions that you maybe don't, you, you want a little variance, you want a little lenience, you want to be able to say, Hey, you know what? It's my birthday. I want my cake and eat it too. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> How do we mitigate some of the damage now? Um, so <clears throat> what we did is we started looking at this. So if you look at, um, glucose disposal agents, that's a big one. Okay. Cause how you, if you can't dispose your glucose 
into a muscle cell or into a, an organ, it's going to get thrown into fat. So things like berberine, benaba, um, sinulin, cinnamon, right? And sinulin PF is a, is a derivative of that, which I think is even better. It's kind of the active agent inside of that. Bitter melons, um, what's that? Fucoxanthins are another one. And that's related to mitochondrial. Of course, exercise that improves your mitochondrial function or anything, any devices that do that. Some of the atmospheric tra uh, trainers and things like that can really assist on that rebounders. Uh, gymnanic acid. I always think of that right. Some people call it gymnanic. Some people call it gymnanic. I don't know which one it's supposed to be. I can't get that right. My Canadian <laughs> English language. These things are really important. And, and, and then from the inflammatory side, you look at things like, uh, Propolis is a, is a great product about reducing the inflammatory cytokines. We all hear about the cytokine storm. So when you go over that healthy range of blood sugar, um, this is where the damage gets done. This is where the aging, the degeneration that comes inside the body. So uh, propolis is, you know, probably one of the best agents around that as well as um, bitter melon extract is really, really good. Those two things really help deal with some of that um, reduction of inflammation. Inside. So this is bee propolis, yeah? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so when somebody's having, um, obviously like having good muscle mass is important for insulin sensitivity, right? So we know that. So also when somebody, sorry? Also, it's one of the number one factors in aging, maintaining mm. your muscle mass, is not only for the longevity, but also the quality of life. It's the number one determining factor. Yeah, so, so important. I mean, and you look at the elderly when they get sick and they end up in hospital, they're pooling, their immune system is pooling from those amino acids and literally catabolizing their muscle because it's not just lying in the hospital bed, it's, it's the immune function. So the more muscle mass you have, the more resilient you're going to be and also live a better quality of life. But when your blood sugar rises, okay, assuming you have, you are somebody who weight trains a few times a week and you have significant muscle mass, it can shuttle it into the muscles as long-term glycogen right thereby because the liver is only going to take so much yeah so we have those two storage sites after that as you say it's going to go into body fat so how is this working let's assume that now it's my birthday actually which is coming up soon and i'm having some cake and i do have muscle mass but my blood sugar is going up quite high and maybe i haven't done a workout today so my you know i'm actually quite replete in terms of muscle glycogen levels that makes me more likely to now have potentially triglycerides, uh, you know, conversion triglycerides in the blood and also um, body fat storage potentially. I mean, it would take more than one day to do this, but right. just looking broadly, because you'd have to have a few days of bad eating, I think, to actually create or fill up those fat cells. However, um, what happens when I take that supplement? What, what's the effect of that and how is that enhancing or, or limiting the damaging effects? What we found is if people take their products, uh, our product 20 minutes before they eat, uh, that's the best time. It'll, you can do it when you eat, but if you take it 20 minutes before it has enough time to get active into the bloodstream and we're looking at between a 20 and 40% reduction in their blood sugar response, Wow. Okay. which is yeah. incredible, right? I yeah. mean, that's, that, that is that huge. Is high. It's really, really huge. And it's going to vary depending on how sensitive that particular person is and the nature of the food that they're eating. Mm -hmm. And what's cool about it is the people who are most sensitive to blood sugar swings get the best results. Like I'm one of these people that God blessed me and that I have ketogenic type blood sugar response on a plant-based diet. So, so I, wow. I'm, I'm very, I'm very fortunate and I I've eaten all different types of diets and my blood sugar response is very good. I can gain weight really quickly and I can lose weight really quickly. So I can flux either way. So I just, I'm just blessed that way. Matt, my business partner really struggles with blood. Like he has to, you know, he has to really monitor his blood sugar. Um, and, and so, so for example, you're, food. when you're in a plant-based diet, what percentage yes. of carbohydrate, what percentage is your um, diet yeah. comprised of carbs. Yep. 65, 70%. 65, 70%. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Now here's the key factor. And this is something for people who, who this is the, the one factor I've determined 
that distorts all of the information and gives me an advantage. My fiber content is probably in the very top fraction of the percentile of the population. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that sets my gut response, the bacteria that I'm feeding. So what happens is much of the carbohydrates that I'm eating are being digested, absorbed, and utilized for energy and growth of the bacteria, not going in my fat cells. So to back the truck up, we've noticed that there's a lot of medications will cause excessive weight gains. And I believe that that's directly correlated with bacteria changes of our microbiome and that it damages some blood sugars. And, you know, there's evidence showing that some people who are fat um, are lacking certain bacteria and people who are really lean have other types of bacteria and they've switched mice using fecal implants and things like that and seeing completely different changes in their blood sugar. We have a lab in um, Bosnia with uh, PhDs in microbiome, molecular docking agents, uh, geneticists with uh, artificial intelligence, which are actually crafting and figuring out which bacteria we think that we'll be able to add into people that have obese or blood sugar dysregulation, get them into the gut and start growing those so that they can get a better response. We're probably another 12 months away from being able to release something to the public. Um, so, so this is an intermediary, uh, step as we get closer to that gut biome or, you know, on blood sugar, mm. blood sugar breakthrough on, in that area, because this is a huge issue. Like unchecked, this probably costs trillions of dollars in lost value, health damage, um, unmitigated blood sugar regulation. So yeah, we kind of get, we're, we're diving into all that stuff because it's a huge issue. And I think the modern world has damaged our robustness of bacteria. And to give you an idea, they just interviewed, uh, or they did some research on some South American tribes, people who hadn't had any exposure to, uh, civilization. And they already discovered several hundred different species of bacteria that we've, we, they've never, they've never found in any research in any civilized organization. Just think about that wow. for a second. And we know that they have all these robust functions. We have no idea mm. what all these bacteria do, but how come they have them and we don't? Mm. It's really now, interesting because I saw some research recently that was saying that people on a plant-based diet, it seems that their microbiome, so their bacteria, can actually start to synthesize the essential amino acids that people are obsessed with getting from from meat, you know, and other um, animal products to get it. Whereas actually, someone on a vegan diet over time may change their microbiome such that they can now synthesize those essential amino acids, which is so fascinating, right? Because there's so much we don't know about the way the gut works. I've noticed when people switch over, you have about anywhere from three to six weeks. And one of the big mistakes, I think people, when they switch out of a diet to a vegetarian diet, I'm not advocating any, I'm dietary agnostic, choose a diet that's right for you. But when people switch over, there's usually this feeling of excessive fullness because of the fiber. Mm. And that's what makes some people not successful on it or can't do it. And I would always say, if you're deciding to go more plant-based, do so in a gradual manner and expect that there is going to be some changes in your digestion, some which might be a somewhat uncomfortable for three to four weeks. And that, and, and anytime I go into a diet phase, which I just did as I'm getting ready for my 50 weeks to 50, I'm getting back into my Mr. Universe condition. And are you? Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. I didn't know this. Yeah. I'm 50 five. weeks to 50. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm 19 weeks in. I'm about uh, five pounds now away from my contest condition, which is remarkable wow. my age, like what I was doing 25 years ago. But when I started, I upped my fiber intake significantly in conjunction with this diet because I restri- restricted my calories and I'm getting all my protein from essentially protein breakthrough and beans. And that's it. Right. So like the, you can imagine I'm having these all these fiber with me. And uh, took me about three months, three, excuse me, three weeks to fully adjust to that fiber component. And since that time, it's been probably the easiest diet I've ever had. So I'm getting in shape easier now at 50, almost 50, than I did when I was 25. And the biggest difference is because of the fiber component of my diet, plus all these other 
nutritional supplements. My bacteria is on point. I've got several different types of probiotic strains that I'm using. I'm using blood sugar breakthrough. I'm using, you know, magnesium and I'm using some of the biohacking stuff to bring my system down from training. So I've, you know, now that I'm older and I don't have the same hormonal strength, I don't have the same youth that I had or that kind of vitality. But now with all this extraneous texture, it's easier to get in shape now. So I'm getting more out of less, which is uh, remarkable. So this is interesting. Can we talk about this for a bit then? Because this is really interesting for me. So you were saying you're having around 60 to 65% carbohydrates, but within those carbohydrates, there is some protein, right? Because all foods contain a certain amount. If you were to try and with the protein breakthrough and attribute how much fats and protein are you having then? Because that's going to be quite low. Are you... What's your yeah. protein amount? Yeah, my, my, I'm, I'm getting about um, between 90 and 100 grams of protein a day. Okay. Yeah, that's lower than I would have thought. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm right now, this morning I checked in at around 183 pounds mm-hmm. at 5'8", and, you know, I'm single-digit body fat levels. So. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. I'll, get, I'll get down to 176 and... I'll, I'll, I'll be literally see through, the skin, see through the skin kind of conditioning. So it's possible at any age, if you get this stuff regulated yeah. um, and, and then my fat intakes probably, um, you know, maybe 10, somewhere between 10 and 15% of my calorie content. And then the rest is uh, protein. So why know. have you kept the fats, uh, so much lower? Well, I only, there's not a lot of fat in my diet. I have to add fats in. I take an EPA, uh, EFA, uh, DHEA supplementation, uh, Mm -hmm. which I found one that's based on algae oil. So I take a tablespoon of that every day and I take a few tablespoons of, of olive oil every day. And uh, that's it for me. So no avocados, almonds, that kind of thing, walnuts, flax. No, I will have those uh, if I'm, I, I'll have a handful of nuts of those or nuts and seeds. If I'm traveling and I don't have reg- access to a regular meal, I'll use those because I find the fats keep me in a, you know, I can eat a small amount that I can carry in my bag or traveling mm-hmm. around. So I can keep that little amount and it keeps my blood sugar stable. I don't get a blood sugar spike, you know, and, and that's what I use them for. Not salted. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Cause if I salt them, I'll want to eat the whole bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's like yeah. irresistible. That is the trick I learned. As soon as no, you no, salt a nut, it's that's done. it. Um, You're done. You're done. So You're the, um, the yeah, it's I'll all over, 15, isn't it? I'll it's eat 13,000 calories an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll be way off target. Um, exactly. On the probiotics, okay, because I actually am so excited that you've brought this up because I got sent a whole load of probiotics by Bioptimize. I don't really understand how to use them because you've sure. got the Cognibiotics, you've got yep. the P, I forget the name, there's different ones. Yep. Please explain, how do you use these effectively? Beautiful. Because one of them obviously is going to enhance brain function, but how does that work? Yes. Okay. So Cognibiotics was designed to put the, the, the bacteria cultures that are been proven to develop neurochemicals like serotonin, 95% of your serotonin is built that connection, that feel good, that feel happy, that feel upbeat situation. So with the Cognibiotics product, we put that with the appropriate, um, pre, pre, prebiotics, the, the prebiotics that feed those bacteria. And we tested this in our microbiome lab and you take that, um, I take, some people take two, some people take four caps. I like four caps every morning. I take empty you know, stomach or you can take it with empty or with food. I, what I do in the morning is I do two things. I take that with the leaky gut guardian. Okay. So if you were to say, if you were to compare my diet to say what, um, you know, some of the leading experts would say, they would say, Oh, wait, you're on, you know, beans and these things. That's, that's going to be highly inflammatory. Uh, inside your body, going to create leaky gut, but we have a product called leaky gut guardian. We put the probiotics in combination with IGY max, which is an extract of egg yolks, which has been proven in research to repair leaky gut. So I take a scoop of that in the morning. I take four Cognibiotics and I take five Capex 
and then I go work out. Oh, wow. You take five Capex. Okay. Because I was yeah, taking but, two. Well, uh, we're a little bit different in body weight, right? Yeah, I think I probably have weight by almost two to one. <laughs> no. I'm not sure it's that high, but I maybe will increase it. I like the Capex. Well, the Capex really switches me on, actually. I like that pre-workout. But it's yeah. good for fat burning as well. Yes, it is. So I take that before I do my workout in the morning. Okay. And so then I also take my, then I take my nootropics. And when I take my nootropics, I'll add a little bit of, I'll, I'll take like a tablespoon of, of fats with the nootropics. And that turns my brain on. I'm focused. I'm on what fat MCT. Or? No, I take the, uh, the EPA DHA uh, okay. fat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a product called Synergy. Okay. Synergy. It's, Amazing vegetarian DHA. Okay. Even people who like meat will go, wow, this is really wow. good. So yeah, it's good. Okay. Yeah. And I what's the nootropic that, product that you're for taking? Uh, well, we have a sub-brand called Nootopia, which is customized nootropics. It's nine different types of nootropics okay. customized for your individual brain. Okay. And so okay. that's the big problem with nootropics is it, everyone hits it with a hammer and does central nervous system mm. stimulants. And so what there's associative neurochemistry with focus, with creativity, with, um, verbal fluency, you know, and these combinations will work for a variety of people and it's going to vary from person to person. So we created a customized system at Newtopia where people fill out a form, they figure it out. They send you your first formula, you give your feedback, and then they tweak each of the formulas. And then you start to self-select which ones are right for your brain to fill up the whole neurochemical Interesting. Bank. So this yeah. could help then, because I tell you something I'm really finding with my own clients and in my programs is women in perimenopause are really particularly struggling with their brain, right? And there's a recalibration of their brain that takes place. And reassuringly, it will return, provided that they've got all the things we're talking about under control. Inflammation is low, blood sugar regulation is good, which again, obviously gets dysregulated more in perimenopause as well. Stress is low, as long as you've got these things right. So actually, they could have that designed around their brain to take them through those years, right? And then tweak it Absolutely. as they go. Okay, Absolutely. Interesting. And, and the one other element I would add to that, particularly with memory issues, which starts to ha starts to usually happen at time, I would suggest they do three grams of lion's mane a day. Um, and I use Jeff Chilton's company, uh, Real Mushroom Company, because he doesn't have all the, the, the funky filler in it. Mm -hmm. he, I had him on my podcast. He's a great guy to get on your podcast to talk about I have, I, I've, I've probably referred 50 people directly in my world who's had memory issues, give them the three grams of real mushrooms a day. And they're like, I can't believe the difference in a couple of weeks. It's shocking. In a couple of weeks. How interesting. In a couple of I weeks. I take lines made, in tincture. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I've yeah. been trying it powdered as a tea in the morning and then also a tincture at night. I like it. I think it improves my REM sleep a bit at night is what yeah. I noticed. Yeah. Well, your neuro neurological repair. Mm. Right. That's the big one. So three grams, which I need because I have the outside one copy of the Alzheimer's APOE4. So I'm quite okay. conscious that I want to keep my smarts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have to worry. <laughs> if, you're smart enough, if you're smart enough, you plan for losing your smarts so that you don't lose their smarts. It's a kind of interesting component, right? So, yeah, it is. I suppose when you yeah. put it like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's th those are great things. And then to finish off the conversation, I take uh, four capsules of P3OM, which is a patented probiotic. We took that probiotic, a strain of L plantarum. We put it in a toxic soup, um, which would kill off most of the bacteria. We ran a sine wave through the toxic soup that allows a certain amount of them. So about two or 3% will survive. And those survivors have mutated in a way that it has a variety of hyper aggressive capabilities. And <laughs> I can't state this on a podcast, the, the, what the U S patent has provided for the function of P M, but let me share this. I am not concerned about many of the issues that people are in today because of the aggressiveness of that bacteria. It's a proteolytic probiotic, which breaks down undigested proteins inside the body. And that might be found in undigested proteins. It could be found in 
viruses. It could be in a variety of pathogenic medical uh, proteins. There's a variety of different things I do. Yeah, check out wow. the sites. Not making any claims. You can check out the US pad, which we put on our uh, on our site. And then our research facility at Birch University. It's uh, run by Monia. She's an amazing PhD in microbiome. We just purchased a whole bunch more equipment for them to start producing the next phase of trials, which I anticipate within the next 24 months, we are going to have a variety of patented probiotic strains to meet the demands of the world today, because I think that's where the future is. The wow, conscious mutation of probiotics to do what we want to do, regulate blood sugar, fight off, improve your immune system, you know, regulate a bunch mm. of these. That's where we're at. So, yeah. That's really interesting. So on the P3OM, do you have to build up? Are people going to get any gut irritation initially or can they stay straight off with four? And is that with food? No, you take that on an empty stomach best. Some people will take it as an addition in the digestive stack. So they'll take masszymes, hydrochloric acid and P3OM with a meal. That's fine. But I like it best four caps before I go to bed. And the reason is, is that's a transient strain, not an implant strain. So it doesn't stay and grow within that. What it does is it beats down the bad guys that allows your complementary bacteria to grow unobstructed by these other strains. It also goes through the whole system. So it'll clean up um, undigested proteins in the blood, which causes all the inflammatory damage from leaky gut. So we want to repair the gut in the morning. We want to feed your brain the right amino acids. So we, we repair it with the, with the leaky gut. We feed your brain with the cognitive biotics. And then nighttime, we clean up any mess of the day with the P3M. That's our kind of our current probiotic stack. And we'll let you know more. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And do you take that on a continuous basis or is it a treatment protocol that you run and then take a break? How do you do that? There's two ways of doing it. And what's tech, actually, there's three ways of doing it that, that, that we've documented and different people respond to different levels. Some people like to do um, between 30 and 90 days on one of those products. Okay. So they'll try one, see which one they enjoy the best, and they'll run it for 30 to 90 days. Another group will take all of them for the same period and then titrate down. And then another group will take, uh, they'll take, you know, one, one day, one, the next day, one, the other day, or on a week to week basis, they'll switch it. What we suggest is try them, see which one that you feel a difference from. And if you don't feel a difference, we refund your money and try the next one. We'll okay. send you the other one. So, so yeah. because I don't know what your microbiome is, I don't know what mm. all our clients are. And so, for example, a lot of people that suffer from, you know, that are on antidepressants, they swear by the cognibiotics. They're like, mm -hmm. I definitely noticed, particularly the, a lot of those people respond to bulletproof coffee and cognibiotics in the morning with leaky gut. You give them that stack and they go, I feel good. Feel different. Yeah. yeah like they, they, they can notice a difference in, and you know, anxiety or how they're feeling or kind of stress or their responsiveness to uh, negative stimuli and things like that. Um, for other people, they're like, I don't feel that much from cognibiotics, right? You know, mm -hmm. they go, I don't know if it's working or not. Leaky gut, almost everybody notices that. And, you know, there's a lot of evidence that everybody has leaky gut and they'll say, you know, I don't have that bloated belly feeling all the time. So, you know, that's, it's, it's and can it's, all of these be taken by children or teenagers, for example? Yes, they can. Yeah, so our, 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 our uh, monitoring is um, usually one cap for every 40 pounds. One capsule of, of what? Of leak of, the, the leak of, of everything. One oh, cap. Okay. Yeah, I use a four of pounds. everything, including the That's but not stand. not the magnesium. Correct. No. Correct. The magnesium uh is the magnesium I absolutely love, I have to say. I absolutely love it. I mean I love all your products but that I've tried. But the magnesium in particular, if we're running out in the house, my son I've noticed my fourteen year old fights me for it. <laughs> 
Wow. He comes. Yeah. yeah. Now that, and that's really interesting for me because he's very high functioning on the autism spectrum. And he has noticed that magnesium and particular vitamins and supplements make a huge difference to his anxiety, his sleep, his ability, actually his processing speed in terms of his own brain. And he's figured that out at 14 and his magnesium breakthrough is a daily thing. I have to have it for him. It's really wow. interesting. Mm. That's, that is interesting. Mm. I'd like to dive more into that. That's hmm. yeah, it's really interesting. And that that combined with some other vitamins like B vitamins in particular um, and minerals, what I find is that his processing speed is quicker and he's much less able to come because obviously his sensory perception. I always think when people say autism is um, and maybe it's easier for me to say because he is so high functioning, right? His biggest battle is is sensory and anxiety, but I think it's a gift, right? He has a perception of things that I don't pick up on. He's able to dive super deep on a topic in a way that I might become bored. And so I actually think it's, it's a gift in a way, but the biggest thing to control is his anxiety, his sleep and him not being so overwhelmed that now he can't concentrate. And that combination works really well. And the thing that he'll always have as a baseline is, is your product is magnesium breakthrough. Oh, that makes my heart feel good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty that. amazing though. Um, yeah, so I love that. So we build this stuff to make a difference in people's lives. Mm, exactly. Which is so phenomenal. Um, and the enzymes, obviously you can just take at any meal, but our enzymes, our ability to make digestive enzymes decline with age. I certainly feel better. If I go any, even just a little bit off track, if I'm having those with a meal, but it sounds like you're saying I should be taking those 20 minutes before a meal rather than with well, it. Well, with, with an enzyme, you can take it right before. I was just talking about specifically oh, okay. with blood sugar breakthrough, which is an herbal a supplement that has some that are going to deal with glucose regulation inside the body, uh, transport systems. So if you get into the system before you're going to have your dinner or your cake or whatever it happens to be, then the glucose transports and the glucose disposal agents will be in the blood when the sugar hits. Right. So you'll get a much better response than if you take it with the meal. Enzymes, yes, eat them. You can eat them before the meal. You can eat them on an empty stomach for, uh, you know, systemic effects. Yeah. Which are really good. Uh, five caps of masszymes a couple times a day. It's amazing what that will do. Or before a workout, you'll notice a difference in your functioning. It's, it's really because enzymes are really fascinating. You get it. That's a whole other topic. You, like, it seems there's family of enzymes. So if you're not using for digestion, the proteolytic enzymes will go to proteolytic enzymatic functions, lipolytic enzymes function for lipase, amylase base. Mm. But so when we did masszymes, that covers about 17 different types of enzyme families inside the body. And people will really respond well with, it, with those uh, overall. So it's enzymes for the masses, just about anybody can have those. Yeah, I want to take them actually more on an empty stomach, actually, and um, experiment. I yeah. one, one thing, one question I have with the blood sugar breakthrough, yes. um, because of the powerful effects of it, if somebody is eating a very low carb diet, would it be dangerous? Like, could they see, like I'm monitoring at the moment, and I'm finding that actually, because my blood sugar is really well controlled, if anything, it's kind of dipping. So is there any danger that if you took that, it could go too low? You, you bring up something I, I don't know as of yet. This is where you have to track. But I can say one thing from personal experience. If I take the blood sugar breakthrough in combination with yerba mate in the morning. Yeah. You know, the, the, the echo yeah. green yerba mate or the, the, all those. Yeah. If I take it in the morning, about 12 hours later, I have an increased spike in cravings for sugar. Ah. And I don't crave sugar, but if I have my yerba mate tea in the morning by 12 o'clock at, by, by like, let's say I have that at, at seven in the seven in the morning, usually at seven o'clock at night, I'll have a blood sugar craving. I, Isn't and that I, interesting? And, and I think what happens is, and it happens with yerba mate, but when I take blood sugar breakthrough with it, I did an experiment. And what I do think if, if you bottom out too low, mm. Um, and I think for me, that bottoms me out relatively low in the morning, uh, cause I have good blood sugar response. Yeah. There is a, there is a level when people dip be be below that will trigger 
food cravings at some point later for, for some people it might be four hours for me it's about 12. I don't know I I, I don't know yeah. the response mechanism but I have noticed that so it is possible and that's where a CGM what I would suggest get a CGM do the diet that you regularly do that you, you not any manipulation and start tracking as many different foods that you eat most people only eat 25 different foods anyways mm. they think they want all this rain but they they and then track each individual thing and then do it again, do the blood sugar breakthrough and see the variants and then eliminate the things that you can't control, regulate the things that you can and uh, do the things that keep you in the, in the line. And, you know, in the course of 30 days, someone can have this blood sugar thing nailed. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. And, and so bingo, you, you got it solved and you got real data. So that's the thing. When people talk about like the CGMs, they seem quite expensive. It's like you don't need it forever, right? A month's of date worth of data. If you track it super well, what was really interesting for me last night was I was comparing my aura. So in the middle of the night, my blood sugar went up a little bit about 1 a.m. And I was like, this is really interesting. Why did it do that? Came back down. It wasn't a big spike. I forget because you guys track differently. It mine went up to four and a half, but you use a wow. different thing yeah, in, the, wow. in the US and it was from 3.3 or something. Anyway, so it was like, maybe it was getting low. It went up and I was trying to figure this out. I was like, I wonder what my aura says at the exact same time as my blood sugar goes up aura shows I've woken up. And so it's kind of like, did my blood sugar dip a bit low? In my mind, I was thinking, and therefore my, um, so my blood sugar dips a bit low. So my body releases cortisol to try and raise blood sugar. And the cortisol is what wakes me up. Or was I quite stressed? Cause I've had a lot of events and stuff on this week. And therefore I didn't fall asleep very well. Cortisol was a bit higher and that raised my blood sugar. But it's quite interesting, isn't it? You can collect so much data. Well, that, that's why I do believe that with any data points, you want to journal. Mm. You want to journal your day, your moods and stuff, because oftentimes you can track things that are going on in your life that will lead you to these responses. And I mm. think you want the qualitative data as much as the quantitative data so that you can start tying your uh, emotional, psychological and physiological states with actually these data points. So then when you don't have that devices, you'll actually know where you're at. You you'll feel, Oh, this is when I'm my blood sugars. No, this is when I'm too stimulated. This is when I'm too stressed out. And you'll be able to start uh, monitoring that. And, and it's, it's, it's amazing how accurate we can get by paying attention to how we feel and then tracking that with our data points. Yes. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Just helps you. As I always say, we need to become the CEO of our health. And that's exactly what it does. I love it. I love you shared so much today. Um, I know that you have, a. I think you, you've given us a discount code. If people go to bioptimizers.com forward slash Angela and enter Angela 10, you can get a 10% off any of Bioptimizers products, which are all incredible. And as Wade said, if you try something and you, it doesn't work for you, you can swap it out for another product. So yep. you kind of can't fail with this or get your money yeah. back. Even. Yeah, we, we take all the risk. We take all the risk. We want people to experiment. We want people to try these things. We can't fix everybody's condition uh, or challenge, but we certainly can improve most people's. And I think that's why we've got such a good name in the industry. You do. And I think they work really well. I'm testament to that. So amazing. Thank you so much for coming back on the show, Wade. It's been really awesome to have you back again. Always a slice, Angela. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. As always, all of the show notes and the transcript will be over on my website, angelafosterperformance.com forward slash podcast. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you want to go and try blood sugar breakthrough, the probiotics, the magnesium breakthrough, or any others of Bioptimizers products, then head over to bioptimizers.com forward slash Angela and enter code Angela10 to get a cool 10% off. Thanks again for listening as always. And I look forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.